Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Keeping That Smile podcast. My name is Neil Smith, not Ryan Smith. I don't care what it says on the logo. My name is Neil Ryan Smith, and I'm so happy to have you here listening to this podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. I have so much to get through today. So please sit back, relax, release those shoulders, hey? Keeping a lot of tension in those shoulders right now, aren't you? You release them. You relax. And breathe. Take a minute to just have a breath. I'll, I'll do one with you. Hey, let's do it together. Let's, let's breathe on each other. Oh. Should we do one more? Me and you? Yeah? I'm going to get closer to the mic this time. You ready? Oh. Yeah. Nice. Good. Enjoy that? Me too. Call me. Don't really. Don't get my number. Ever. So, welcome back. Um... So let me get out all the stuff now before I forget. This is an explicit podcast. There is sexual content, really sexual, like deep, hardcore penetration you're going to listen to today. Four fingers, that's kind of, you know what I'm saying. So (laughs) there is a swear warning as well, so be aware of that. Um, We do not edit on this podcast. It is raw, it is emotional, I make mistakes, we all do. Get a grip, get a life, and... uh, Listen to me make mistakes and fluff up my lines every now and then. As if I have lines. I don't memorize this stuff. So I have so much I want to talk to you today about. Um, so I'm going to crack on straight away with it. And uh, we're going to keep up with the Carnelians. Which is me, Carnelian. So I am now weighing in at 86.65 kilograms, ladies and gentlemen. 86.65 kilograms. Mad. Man's doing on madness, you know. I can't do that. Hang on. Shut up, fam. (laughs) I can't. I can't pull that off. Man's doing a madness, you know. No, I can't. Sorry. It's it's not. I'm not. I've I've clearly got too mank that I can't go southern enough. Um, But yeah, I was six weeks ago, six and a half weeks ago, I was 94.95 kilograms and now weighing in at 86.65. And I'm so overly humbled by that. I'm honestly just stoked about that. Um, I'm the fittest I've ever been um, since I, you know, left secondary school. Um, and I've just, I just cannot believe how fit I feel. Like um, on Saturday, I had a charity event at F45, and it was honestly one of the best things I've ever been a part of. I was only there for two hours. They did classes back to back from 9 till 5. So 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. Um, great work from all those guys uh, and girls, excuse me. And um, so what it was, it was uh, it was raising money, money for Pride Trust. Um, I don't know too much about Pride Trust. Um, I did a kind of like a little brief read up on it and I thought I'd remember. I did it like ages ago. But I believe it's like um, helping people at a young age come out... Um, you know, having that difficult conversation with their parents and stuff and giving that kind of community and that feel to to kind of um, have that difficult conversation, I believe. I could be completely wrong, but, you know, I donated for that cause. So, to be fair, I'd donate to any cause. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went down there. I did two classes back to back. The first class was like an upper body and lower body kind of resistance class, which I did with my client Jack and his uh, girlfriend Becky. And um, was really good, really enjoyed it. Uh, they had to head off for the second class, but the second class was all cardio. And I was like, you know what, I might as well stay. I might as well burn some calories. I 
kind of wanted to get a takeaway. It had been a while since I had a takeaway. So I thought, wait, you know, I want a, I want a filthy takeaway. So let me do two classes. And I burned 1,300 calories and I had a great time. I felt so fit. I felt like I wasn't clock watching. I don't know if you've ever like done a class or anything like that. And you know, like the class goes on for either half an hour or an hour. And you're like, oh God, I hope this hurries up. You know, <laughs> that wasn't me. And uh, both classes lasted 45 minutes or so an hour and a half in total. And I was pumped and I was just so excited. And um, I don't talk about fitness enough on this podcast, but I think it is really, really, really important that we, that I tell you that I feel fucking amazing right now because of it. I feel so, so good that I weigh so much less. Um, because, it, you know, I've told you before, it's it's been a real downer on my life. It's been a real struggle for me to to get my weight down. And knowing that my, my kind of target weight was about 84. My ultimate weight would be about 80 kilograms, I think. And I would absolutely love to be that. So, you know, we're only about a stone away from it. So we'll see how far we go. But yeah, I've lost about eight and eight and a half kilograms, which is well over a stone. I don't even know how much that'd be. But yeah, buzzing, 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 guys. Um, so let me talk to you a bit more about this F45 thing, um, because this is kind of like my overall topic that I wanted to talk about today. Um, so at F45, it was from like nine till five. Um, and the guys that own it, uh, Josh and Ruben, and honestly, the, the greatest people you could ever meet so full of life make you feel so uh, so at home in their gym and I've got so much love for where I work um, which can't be said about a few places where I've worked before um, not naming any names but some places that I work are great some places are not so much and this is one of the places I think this is one of the best places I've ever worked um, that and uh, Train Urban of course that's a, that's that's my bread and butter. But um, I just... So the, the two owners are gay and they've got such a brilliantly gay community. So when they were raising money for Pride Trust, um, the whole gay community came out. You know, there's, there was drag queens and everything like that there from nine till five. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk about because... And I'm going to try and not dig myself a hole here. But when I was growing up, and I'm sure, I don't know if this is like, if you're listening to this from, from where I was born in Ashford in Kent, maybe it's similar. But I'm sure, it, I'm, I like to think it happened all across the UK. Um, I don't, I wouldn't like to think. See, this is the hole I'm digging. I think it happened across the whole of the UK. But when I was growing up, the ultimate insult for someone that wasn't pulling their weight in sport was, don't be gay. Yeah? Don't be gay. Don't be a puff. I'll get up your wuss, you know, um, all this kind of stuff. Um, and I used to say that. I used to say those things. Um, I, I had brothers. I had, you know, I've got three brothers, uh, you know, sisters and stuff. Sisters didn't say it, to be fair. I think they used to tell me don't be a wuss because I was a quite an emotional kid. But... Um, yeah, the, the, the amount of gay insults they would shout and, you know, the, the racist jokes that were told um, by all members of the family and stuff like this. And um, I'm not going to say who in my family said this, but they recently moved to a um, 
a new area and they were like yeah but there's a lot of I won't say what the ethnicity was but there's a lot of foreigners that live around here and I was like well why is that a problem and they're like oh no I'm not being racist but I was like well you are if that's, that's not a problem it doesn't matter where you live it doesn't matter what ethnicity it is it, you know you can't just start branding them this race or whatever if it's a problem you know and I've definitely grown up from what I was and um not that I was I told a few racist jokes back in the day um, I told a few homophobic jokes and you know I called people gay and, and stuff when they weren't pulling their weight in football and that but I'm trying not to be too hard on myself here because that, that was just how I was brought up um, that was the people that I hung around with you know at school it was just all you'd hear and I, I, do you know what? I remember saying to a kid don't be gay and all this um, and he turned out to be gay and I've always wanted to message him and just apologise I'm like because I know full well that he still remembers that um, I do talk to him to be fair he's just like a Facebook friend you know you just message every now and then and just say happy birthday and stuff but I was I was kind of we had a bit of an argument once and I remember calling him gay and stuff Um but I've, you know, since I moved to Manchester and, you know, I, I took on gay clients and stuff and I always used to speak to my gay clients and I would always find out so much. Like, I always, I always want to know about how difficult it was to, you know, like come out as gay and stuff because I cannot even imagine how difficult that must have been. Um, oh God, like I can't even imagine going back home and telling my dad that I was gay or something like that. Proper man's man. To the extent that when I used... To, I had to do a play once. I had to do a play. It was called uh, Motortown, it's called. Um, I'm trying to see. By Simon... Hang on. Hang on. Simon who? Motortown by Simon Stevens, right? And I was the main character in that. And it was a little play in Ashford. And uh, I had to learn how to smoke. And I had to learn how to... Um, I say learn. I had to kiss a guy on stage. Not just like a, a normal kiss. It was a proper French kiss as well. Tongues and everything. It was great. It was a great kisser. <laughs> Best I've ever had. Maybe I'm coming out as gay. <laughs> Maybe this is my coming out of the closet speech. Um, only joking, Sally. Love you. Oh, you got your headphones on. Don't worry. Um, she's working in the other room. So, um, fuck was I gonna talk about digging a hole. So I had to kiss a guy on stage and I told my dad and everything he's like what are, you, what are you doing that for you don't want to do that do you you don't want to go kiss kissing a guy and stuff on stage and I was like well yeah because you know it's acting you're telling a story it's it's a it's a it's a story you're trying to tell and you want the audience to be and you, I, I don't give a fuck what I have to do on stage I'll do it if it means you know the audience will believe in it and it was a great play and I think it was the best performance I've ever done um, and you know I was only I don't even know how old I was 20 21 then 8 years ago um and my uh, granddad and nan were front row and they were literally within touching distance. Um, so it wasn't like a stage where, you know, in like London, or West End and stuff where you're, you're, you're raised higher than the audience. It was the same level. So they're sitting down in these old crickety kind of chairs. Like when you move, it's like like that. And I'm literally kissing this guy in front of my nan and granddad, which <laughs> next to me. And... In this guy's eyeline, um, Dan, his name was, um, 
just behind his ear, uh, I can see my dad. And as I'm about to lean in to kiss this guy, and I'm like going, come here. Let me show you what a man is really about and all this kind of stuff. Um, behind, my, I can hear my dad just like in his chair going, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> like cricket in his chair. Right? And he goes, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so I kiss this bloke. Um, and, you know, it, it just kind of comes from that. So what I kind of wanted to talk about is like, I think subconsciously I was a little bit intimidated by drag queens. Not gay people, not not gay men, gay women, anything like that. Because I'm a hell of a lot more woke than anyone else. In, is, is woke the right word now? I don't know. I don't care what you are. I fucking love you, <laughs> right? I don't give a fuck what you are. I don't care what, what genitals you have, what whatever's between your legs. What, I don't give a fuck. Who you want to do, what you don't want to do, whatever. Nothing but respect for you. What religion you have, nothing but respect. It's your life, you live it exactly however you want. But I think subconsciously, when I went into F45, and there was drag queens and stuff, I was kind of, I was was a bit nervous, actually. Um, Just from all the years of hearing, oh, don't be a puff. Like, I think back when, you know, I don't know, eight years ago or something like that, if someone invited me to go to a drag brunch, which I believe is really, really popular... I think I'd have gone, what are you talking about? I don't want to do that. Are you joking? But now, I'd bite someone's ear off. I'd bite someone's ear off now from the experience I had on Saturday. Because it was the best fucking thing ever. It was the best class I've ever done. Hands down. They made me feel so comfortable. And they, they weren't like doing the class. They were t- taking part in bits and bobs. They were walking around, just dancing, having a great time. So full of life. So fucking fabulous. And I felt not guilty, but like fucking how can people hate or uh, not agree with what these people do? They just want to be themselves. And it's just... I don't know, it really fucked me off that I kind of felt this way. And like, subconsciously was a little bit nervous going in there and a little bit like, oh, how, how do I... You know, something stupid like, like, how do I chat to them? Or something like that. I'm like, fucking talk to me like a normal human being. I'm just mad at myself for allowing my subconscious to kind of get nervous about just talking to another human being and a fucking fabulous human being, by the way. So much so... That I was like doing a dive bomber, and a dive bomber is basically, um, uh, it's like a downward dog going into a low cobra, if that makes sense. Uh, if you know yoga terms, that is. And it's basically you, your hips are high in the sky, and then you drop your hips to the ground and you lift your chest up, right? But you kind of, your nose kind of touches the floor as you come up. And uh, I get like a really soft whisper in my ear going, Hey, by the way, your form is fantastic, by the way. And I was like, Oh, thank you very much. You noticed? <laughs> How couldn't I not notice? I was like, well, it was for you. You know, just having a bit of banter and a bit of a fucking laugh. Honestly, I had the best time and I'm uh, gutted I felt that way. And I, trust me, I will be hanging out with plenty of more drag queens in the future. So full of life. So fucking brilliant. Um, so much so that I followed um, uh, a person on Instagram... Uh, a drag queen on Instagram called Queen Bayard. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. And she was the one that uh, whispered in my ear, hilarious. And um, uh, 
she messaged me. God bless her. And she put, lovely to meet you the other day. Thanks for allowing me to heckle you and brackets from a place of love, of course. And I put, and you, my lovely, thank you for the motivation. And, um, you know, just to receive a message like that, it was just kind of like, fuck it. Like, you didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? It was just so sweet. And it just really makes you think, like, whatever you've been taught growing up, that this is wrong, this is right, fucking scrap all of that and decide it for yourself. Because I decided that the people that I was told not to hang out with are actually probably the, mo the most fun and the most non-judging people. Um, non-judgmental, non I don't know how you want to say it. But um, yeah, man, fucking love drag queens. Fucking love the gay community. Fucking love just... Just everyone that wants to do whatever they want to do, really. So, yeah, that's kind of my two cents on it. But I, I just wanted to kind of say this because, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to kind of say how it is um, because I was definitely that person growing up. And I, I don't know if, you know, if you're from the South listening to this, if you were kind of, I say from the South as if it's from the South of like America, like from the South, Kentucky. Is Kentucky in the South? I don't know. But... I'm saying it's like a really racist place or a homophobic place, but it's not. But I was growing up in, a, I brought up in a town where it kind of was. Like if there was someone walking down the street, they would have been heckled by a bunch of lads. Um, not in a nice way. So, yeah. Um, let's move on because I'm, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Um, one more thing. I could not fucking imagine, right, just being doing whatever I wanted to do and people just giving me a hard time for it. You know, when when it's all you want to do. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to get off it. Um, right, we have an email. Right, okay, let me have a sip of drink. <laughs> Sorry for going on about that, but it is really important. Just don't fucking be an arsehole to people. And trust me, the people that you're... I, I don't know, I'm being an arsehole. Sorry. I love drag queens. <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> What would I call myself? Oh, I don't know. Oh, what's that? Oh, no, we can't be having the dishwasher on. Hang on a minute. Let's stop that right now. <laughs> Trying to in interrupt my potty podcast. Right, I'm going to move on now, I promise. Right, email. Hi, Ryan. Hello, how are you? You all right? Good, good to hear. My name is Sam and I live in Manchester. Well, hello, Sam. Welcome, welcome to Manchester. How long have you been here? Not much of a talker? No worries, don't worry about it. I listened to your podcast for the first time a few weeks ago and I thought I'd tell you about a similar story uh, to The Affair in Seattle. So The Affair in Seattle story was uh, episode 20 with my friend Joe. Um, so go back and listen to that now. If you want to. Hey, you do you. Um, please keep me anonymous as... Fuck's sake. Please keep me anonymous as me and my boyfriend are still together and I'd hate for him to find out. Well, why have you put at the start of your email, my name is Sam and I live in Manchester... If you want to be kept anonymous. Why would you put, please keep me anonymous second? Um, fuck you. We don't edit. So, sorry. Don't, <laughs> don't fuck you. <laughs> I appreciate your email. It really does keep this podcast alive. But I'm 20 minutes in and I'm not re-recording this. So, and I can't be bothered to find a bleep for the name and where you live. So, Sam from Manchester has a boyfriend... <laughs> I hope he doesn't find out, but let's find out. Um, be fun, would it? Wouldn't it? Hey, no, I'm joking. I'm sure he won't. Just 
Shut up. Uh, please keep me anonymous as me and my boyfriend are still together and I hate for him to find out. Back when we first met each other on Tinder, we both said we didn't want anything serious and we just wanted a bit of fun. Okay, so sex, basically. What we'd do is go out with our separate mates most weekends, and if we ever fancied meeting up for a shag, we'd text one another and get in a taxi round to the other person's house. I'd say it happened around three times a month. Lovely. I'm sure we've all been in that kind of situation. Um, what was so similar to your friend's story is that I did something like that once before going to my now boyfriend's house. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Well, buckle up, buckaroos, because it's about to get naughty. Uh, what happened was I was out with my mates in Manchester having a really good time when suddenly a Brad Pitt lookalike caught my eye. He was honestly well fit. You could tell, you could tell from Manchester, well fit. <laughs> uh, suddenly a Brad Pitt lookalike caught my eye. He was honestly well fit. So I messaged my booty call and basically said to him, you about. <laughs> Who said love is dead? You about. Yeah, fuck it. You want a finger? Yeah, I'll have a finger. Go on then. So I messaged my booty call and said to him, you about. He responded with, yeah, where are you? I told him where I was and if he could come and get me in 45 minutes. I should add that he wasn't out this night, so he was able to drive and pick me up. Well, that is good. Thank you for telling me that. That is very, very important to the story. Um, I, I hate to imagine that he was drink driving. Goodness me. I carried on having a dance with my friends and I kept locking eyes with Brad Pitt. At this point, I was so horny and knew I was going to get some anyway, so I thought I'd just approach him. I went straight up to him and said, where's Angelina? <laughs> he was confused. I said, Angelina, your girlfriend, because you're Brad Pitt. To which he laughed and he said he doesn't have a girlfriend, which was the green light I needed. I honestly leapt on him there and then. Uh, there was so much kissing and grabbing in the middle of the dance floor that I couldn't help myself. I was happy to leave it at that, but he grabbed my arm and took me to the toilets. Oh, I think I know where this is going. Sex. Uh, lost my place. Uh, I was happy to leave it at that, but he grabbed my arm and took me to the toilets. I swear he must have done this before because I questioned if there was like doormen in the toilets or anything, or if there was anyone going to come in. And he said, no chance. They never come down here. Oh my God, it's like a dungeon. I mean, to be fair, Manchester does have a lot of toilets that lead downstairs if you're in, like, clubs and stuff, so... You know, doormen don't go upstairs. That's why they're so fat. Anyway, we had a quickie in the toilets. Bang average, to be honest. Thought Brad Pitt would have a bigger one, but there you go. Well, I'm pretty... I'd like to think Brad Pitt's got a massive penis, can I just say. I would be deeply upset if Brad Pitt didn't have a massive penis. It would ruin everything. All those wanks wasted. Anyway, after we left the toilet... <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Made myself chuckle. Anyway, after we left the toilets, I had about 10 missed calls from my booty call because I was about 30 minutes late. The night kind of got away from me. I got in the car and he was quite angry. I apologised in the best way that I could by giving him a blowjob as we drove back to his. When we got back to his, he was about to go down on me, to which I kind of cringed because only 45 minutes ago, another man had been in there. He forcefully pushed my legs apart and chowed down. Chowed down. Chowed down. If any girl ever says to me, chow down, I would fucking... Well, I, I would, but 
it's just rude. <laughs> I'm not a dog. I can be if you want me to. Anyway, he forcefully pushed my legs apart and chowed down. To this day, I don't think he noticed. Anyway, cheers for the pod. I love the messed up stories. Well, we love your messed up stories, apparently. Um, that is smut. Smut. And um, Sam's boyfriend, if you're listening to this, it's not your girlfriend. It's a different one. I mean, is she dumb enough to really honestly send in an email saying chow down on my on the on the puss and uh you know not leave herself anonymous after telling me what her name was and it's kind of obvious that i read these emails out word for word exactly what they are and if she puts her name at the beginning and then says to keep her anonymous like two paragraphs later is that really my fault no i'm gonna call you damien because you seem like a damien um <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> What a fucked up podcast this has been. Um, right, to sum up today. I feel fantastic in myself. feel really positive, really happy, really fit right now. Not Brad Pitt fit, but still quite good. Um, uh, I regret all the things that I'd said in the past uh, about, you know, gay was an insult. Um, so I'd like to apologise for that. And I'd also like to fuck off my subconscious for my old southern ways of me being nervous about approaching drag queens or going to like a drag brunch or anything to do with drags um which is weird because i've never been like nervous around gay people i don't know it's good. i don't know gay people gays i don't know i don't know i'm i'm learning i'm learning um but yeah, that was that was a huge thing for me. I just absolutely loved it. So if you have, or if you've never been to watch drag in any way, book it now. Find out where it is. You'll honestly have the best time. They are funnier than everyone. <laughs> They're so quick-witted. It's mad. Um, and so sexual. It's lovely. Uh, what was I going to say? And thirdly... Um, I don't really have much to say about that email. I feel like that email was just pure smut. It was like something out of a porn. Something out of a porno. Saying the word porn is weird, isn't it? It was like something out of an adult film, if you will. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say about that email. Like, chow down threw me. I had nothing to say after chow down. What what are you meant to say? Shepherd. I forgot to... I haven't done The Shepherd for ages. I brought in a new segment to this show and I haven't spoken about it. Shepherd, do you know if that story is true or not? Let me know. I think it's true. I think there is smut out there. Maybe we'll find it on OnlyFans. Hey, maybe the girl from episode three knows more about it. (gasps) Maybe it's her. Ooh. No, it's not. It's a different email, but still. Right, I'm going to go because I'm talking nonsense. But go watch a drag show. Do it. Do it now. Tell your friends. Be fabulous, be fantastic, be whoever you want to be. And don't forget to keep that smile. Thanks a lot, everyone. Lots of love, hugs and kisses. Bye-bye.